up guys welcome to the very first golf rehab podcast finally it's actually happening um my name is joe also known as golf jitsu and i'm here with pjr also known as pjr scratch golf on instagram pjr what's going on bud not a whole lot man just got back from a very very long week uh just recovering relaxing before i get back to the grind tomorrow so pretty much it brother there you go um so I just wanted to I just wanted to take a minute and kind of get a little background on both of us or give the listeners or or you know the uh YouTube watchers uh, a little background on each of us. Um I started playing golf for me in 1999 after watching Happy Gilmore and this is like after growing up of of making fun of golfers. Um, you know, all, I had a bunch of friends that were on the golf team, made fun of them cuz I was the hockey player. Um, and 1999 started playing, then fell off the wagon for about 15 years. Uh, when I moved back to Jersey in 2016, a couple of my hockey buddies had, uh, had started playing hockey, had started playing golf, you know, and I called them thinking like, Hey, I want to get back into hockey, get back into shape. And then they were just like, well, Hey, we play golf. Why don't you just come out and play golf? So I started playing golf again. And I think within like three rounds, I, I got hooked again. And went and got fit for a full bag of clubs, and it's been downhill ever since. <laughs> so it's 2016. So I've been seriously playing since about 2016. Um, you know, minus that 15 years of not touching a golf club. So what about you? Oh gosh, I've had a golf club in my hand since before I had memories. Uh, there's actually old VHS tapes of me swinging a golf club when I was like two, three years old. Uh, First sentence actually was back and through. Uh, my grandpa taught me that. So my very, I have a tattoo to my chest with a pink Karsten logo, and it says back and through. because it's the first words I ever learned. My grandpa taught me how to play golf. And so did my dad, but it was more my grandpa for a while. Um, but, yeah, no, I've been playing golf literally. My, I've had a golf club in my hand my entire life, even right now. I walk around with the club in my, in my house all the time. Uh, played high school golf, a little bit of college golf, getting back into amateur events this year. I'm 8 to nice. 10 lined up. Super stoked. I'm finally think I'm ready to compete again. I'm back to around scratch. Uh, so we'll just see if competitive golf is always so different than actual going out and playing with your buddies. I think I'll probably play better because I won't be taking on these stupid shots that I take when I'm playing with my buddies kind of thing. Like, no, hit the four iron off the tee. Don't be an idiot right now. You know what I mean? So Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, golf has been in my DNA since day one. So. <laughs> Golf is life, baby. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, yeah, so so I just wanted to take a minute. Um, you know, if 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 you find in, in the kindness of your heart, go follow us on on IG at at uh golf rehab. Uh we're also gonna have a YouTube we're also setting up a YouTube channel that will also be golf golf rehab, and you're gonna be able to listen to this podcast on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple iTunes at golf rehab. Um, the other thing I do, uh, off on the side, one of my part-time gigs is I'm actually a fitter for Callaway up in North Jersey. Uh, so I work for, for one of the local reps and on weekends from, you know, say end of March until June, July, depending on how busy it is. Um, you know, every weekend I'm on a golf course fitting, uh, local players, which is an amazing which is a blast. I mean, I absolutely positively love doing that. 
you do the curated stuff. So you're kind of a little bit more broader than I did Mm -hmm. than I am. But like, one of the things that I can't understand is how do you do the virtual fittings with curated? Because it's, it's, it's sometimes difficult enough when you're fitting the person Mm -hmm. standing in front of you and they're on a track man or a GC quad, and you've got a plethora of clubs to, to, to choose from and get them fit. How are you doing it virtually? So there's a lot of things that go into it. Um, I, and we're all different levels of fitters on there, in my opinion. Some people are very gearhead. I mean, we have a lot, a lot of gearheads there. Like people that know things about golf clubs that I don't, I haven't even considered myself being a scratch golfer kind of thing. Um, I think I have an advantage here. I used to be an in-person fitter. So I worked for Golf Galaxy for years fitting people. Um, Mm -hmm. And to me, and this is my own personal fitting philosophy, is golf is so much simpler than people make it out to be. Um, and a majority of people are coming out of old ancient golf clubs. So almost anything is going to be an improvement for them. Uh, two is something like, I think the, the number is like something like 90% of golfers are standard standard. Um, so that's a, that's a wild number to think about. So like the whole length and law thing is it's, those are very a small percentage of situations. And usually the people that need to put hands on the club that are going to be field based are going to be scratch golfers, low handicap golfers anyway. And most of the time they're going to go get fit in person anyways. A large majority of the people that I deal with are shooting, you know, 85 and higher. Mm-hmm. And it's just easy. Like, what clubs are you hitting? What shafts are you hitting? Um, are you taking a divot or are you not taking a divot? And all of that will tell me what kind of ball flight you have, what your miss is, and all those things. I'm like, okay, if we're hitting it too high, you need to go in a lower launching shaft. You know what I mean? If you are slicing the ball, if you're a baseball player or a hockey player, um, you need to be in a stiff, extra stiff shaft with draw bias. You know what I mean? There's, mm-hmm. It's really you have to have really good problem solving skills. Um, but it's really not as difficult as people make it out to be. Now there are some people that are almost impossible to fit, um, online, but it's such a small majority of people. Most of the people that are coming on there are too busy to go get fit in person anyway. So they're okay with what they get with what they get. And usually all of my reviews are fantastic too. So, Hey, cheers to me. (laughs) (laughs) No, but my question, but, but, but all right, so so I I contact you and I want to get fit, right? Okay. Am I going to a store to try out these products and we're we're kind of like FaceTiming together or So no, you hop on to like a little chat box. It was it's like Amazon except you get to uh-huh. talk to people that have actually have experience with these things. And uh so you hop on a chat box, you fill out a survey, so I get like all of your information on there and then I just pick and prod and ask some questions and then I'd send you the recommendations based on what you've told me. And it does help that I'm a club tester. So I, I never recommend anything I haven't put my hands on personally, um, right. with the exception of some women's clubs, just because I, I I don't know what I'm looking for when I'm hitting women's clubs are too light. Um, but it's, you know, they're just, most products are just obviously better than others. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If somebody's looking for more distance, that narrows it down to like three sets of irons. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or four, four sets of irons. You know what I mean? If they're really struggling, that narrows it down to these sets of irons. You know what I mean? So. It's not as, yeah, go ahead. I just, I, I didn't, fundamentally, I can't, <laughs> I, I can't do it because, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times, and it's only happened one time for me. There was one time where I, where I can't tell you how many times I've heard I drive the ball 300 plus. Oh, no, and, I, I take 10 and, yards, almost 10 yards off everybody. 10 yards. I, I would take off 50 yards in some cases. <laughs> well, you know, on average here. You know, yeah, no. oh, I I need an extra stiff and, and this and that. And then you put them on a track, man, and you t- put them on a GC quad. It's like, Sarah, your, your swing speed, or ma'am, your swing speed is 95 miles an hour. You're stiff, max, yeah, right? And and it's just like, um, but if we 
you know, there's ways we could play around with it to get you a couple extra yards. But there was one time where this guy comes up and he goes, he goes, uh, yeah, I, I hit the ball 300 plus. Like, I think the longest I hit was 340 one time. And, and you know, I think my eyes rolled into the back of the head. I was with the Callaway rep. His eyes rolled in because he's a, he's a former collegiate golfer. Um, when he's playing, you know, he's a very, very low single, sin, single handicap, maybe even scratch. His dad was, um, was actually, uh, I think he tried to get into the senior, he tried to get into the senior open. Like that's how he comes from like a long line of, of amazing golfers. And this guy gets up to the track man and he smacks one 320 right, right down the middle. And I said, how's your, how's your chipping game? And he goes, I can't chip. I can't hit irons. I can't putt. He's like, I'm only good in, in a scramble. That sounds about but, right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but taking a guy like that, you know, it's like, he's the challenge because I know it's in the tank. There's something in there that I can mm-hmm. find the right shaft. That'll, that'll help him hit an iron or the right iron. That's going to help him play better. Mm-hmm. But I just can't, I don't know. Wait, Hey, whatever curated's doing, they're doing a great job with it, yeah. you know, because you're seeing so much of them. So, you know, cheers to them. It depends on take- as a fitter, right. the, question, the questions that you ask them, that's, what's important. It's, you know, like how far are you flying your seven iron? Not how far do you hit it on it? I mean, you, you're really trying to humble them while you're talking to them a little bit and you right. make it explicitly clear based on the information that you have given me, based on the fact that your seven iron carries this far and based on the fact that you want a lower launch based on the fact of X, Y, and Z, this is the proper fit for you. So you kind of put mm-hmm. them all back in their court a little bit going based on this information you have given me, this is the best club for you. Now, if it's not the best club for you, that means you didn't give me the right information. So you kind right. of have to put that's the difference between fitting online and fitting in person is you're really trying to push the accountability back on them a little bit. Right. That way, you're like, listen, based on these numbers that you gave me, you get this. Right. Now, if you're being dishonest, you get different results. Don't come to me later on going, oh, I lost 10 yards. Like, no, you didn't. <laughs> like, and so so then what they do is that curated will sell send them the clubs that you fit them for. Yep. Right. So whatever club it is, whatever shaft it is, whatever grip it is, they mm-hmm. send those clubs and they get like a trial period to try them out. And if it doesn't yeah, work, they send them. you get a 30 day trial period and uh, oh, like par with their 30 day trial period and uh, store credit back. If you know, we'll swap it out for something else if we're wrong kind of thing. But um, I don't think I've had anybody. I mean, I've been doing this for three years now. I other than maybe a couple of people just not liking the putter and it, it's usually putters. People blame the putter. It is. It's right. never the putter. It's the person putting. Um, I've had a, a three things, maybe top sent back on me. So mm-hmm. there you go. You know, like <laughs> it's not bad. No, that's you pretty. Can't complain about that. Yeah, no, you can't complain. I mean, you know, being a being a fitter, I think I think one of the one of the the best rewards you can get from it is when you know a lot of times what we'll do is we'll have like a successful event at at a particular club, right? And maybe we're fully booked because you know. Um, we couldn't get to everybody. So then they end up doing an event again. And then the first group of people that you fit, when they come back and tell you like these clubs are killer, whatever you mm-hmm. did, whatever you showed, it's the highest compliment that I think you can get at a, a, as a fitter. Because my thing going into this, and, and I had to humble myself, like there was for about two years, I was playing a blade, right? Like a cavity mm-hmm. back blade. And there were days that I striped them. And then there were days that it, like, if you saw my swing, you'd be like, did you just start playing golf like yesterday? (laughs) You know? And, and I started, I was, I would tell people, I'm like, listen, golf is hard enough, right? Let's, let's get you into something that's going to give you 
80% great shots, 80% fun. And there's that 20% that you're going to hit a, a wonky shot or whatever. Right. Yeah. And I had to kind of like swallow my pride because it's like, you know, like, Hey, I like to look down on a like very little offset. I want a thin top line. I want almost like a blade look. And last year I went with the paradigms and I absolutely positively love them. Um, and I think this year I'm going to probably go with the, uh, the new AI smokes. Um, just Dude, because I, it's, those, I just hit those. I was blown great. away by them. They look fantastic too. Very they little offset. They look great. And, and you know what, I, what I like about them is that there, there is a pretty decent level of workability on them. Mm-hmm. So like when, when you hit it out of the, t- like a lot of the game improvement irons or the player distance irons, when you hit it out of toe, it's hard to tell like, Oh, I hit it out of toe. I hit it too high. I, I, I hit too that. high in the face. Like, like, you know, you play the TCBs, right? Yeah. So the TCBs, you could say, you can, you know, I hit it slightly right of the sweet spot or I hit mm-hmm. it two grooves too high. Yep. I hit it out of toe. I healed it, whatever. The one thing about the AI smokes that I actually love is number one, the feel, right? When you hit yeah. that sweet spot, it oh, feels like butter. Yeah. It feels like um, nothing. It was, it was really wild. I didn't expect that from a game improvement on because they're replacing the rogues with them. This is a night and day different from the Rogue Irons. Like it is yeah. night and day. Oh, the Rogue Pros. No, the Rogue ST, the entire Rogue ST line. Yeah. Well, the, the, the standard head that's replacing the standard Rogue ST, right. and then they have the HL to replace the uh, OSs for the, yeah, for the Rogue ST OS. Rogue ST yeah, the oversized. Right, right. And then the, the AI smokes are the, are the, are replacing the Pros. One thing that I got a little bit of information was that we we started hearing that a lot of PGA pros, you know, like local pros, hmm. are instead of going with like are, are are actually being drawn to them because of just the forgiveness of them, and they go hmm. a mile. Yep. The only problem that I have with them is that I'm trying to find that shaft that's going to give me enough spin to, for stopping power. Yeah, that was exactly that was going to be my follow up point right there. Is I love them, <laughs> but like, I don't think I can hold a green with them. <laughs> That's the only thing that would stop it, you know, because obviously it's like, um, I know that I had hit what I really liked was the dynamic gold 120, mm-hmm. right? I, I know I wanted to go with a heavier shaft because right now I'm playing 105s and I feel like I get it a little bit like they're too light for me. Mm-hmm. Where if I go, the 120 felt good where I, where I guess I, I have a better swing weight. Um, I, I have better tempo. tempo. Yeah. Better tempo with them. And. I want to test because cause I'm either gonna do one of two things. Now I'm right now I got the Nippon 105s in in my in my paradigms, which yeah. I abs- I think those sh- those shafts are great. Right, I'm not along with Nippon, they always launch way too high for me. Which is I already hit them. I'm a sweeper, so I don't need yeah. I don't need that. <laughs> well, if you could ask uh, some of my golf buddies, I finally learned how to compress the ball this year. So oh, okay. I take the divot and now like you could, like you could feel the compression and yeah. cause I was a sweeper also. And, and the knee ponds, I could do that, but I kind of want something heavier. So I tried the dynamic gold. So if I can get the spin number that I want with that distance where yeah. I know, like if I'm, You're you know, like, cause if, if, if I'm hitting a, a seven iron, 160, 165 yards that I know that it's going to hit that green and stop, yep. then I'll go with them. If not, I keep the paradigms in the bag for another year. Right. Yeah. Cause I'm still, I'm still playing the rogue. I'm still playing the rogue, um, the rogue L L S driver. <laughs> that, 
that driver ain't leaving my back. I That's love that it. driver. I just wasn't overly fond of the feel of it. The feel of the paradigm was just perfect for me. And mm-hmm. then yeah, I smoked diamond. I mean, I hit at the end of the day when I was tired. Mm-hmm. And I think the highest ball speed I got was 179. And I wasn't overly thrilled with that. But it was at the very end of the day. And I can't tell you how many golf balls I hit that day. It was an obnoxious number. <laughs> no, I, I, I can imagine. But but the thing is, is that I've only I've only hit the paradigm the the uh, smoke or the triple diamond in a uh, a launch on a launch monitor in a bay gotcha and for some reason like i can't like i was at a golf galaxy doing doing fittings we had a big fitting event over there like uh, a couple of weeks ago and i can't for some reason hit driver or woods in fitting bays in like golf galaxies i don't know what it does it just gets into my head i need to be out in the open if you know, that I'm makes sense, I'm, I don't like doing fittings. I don't. Um, I don't like doing fittings in bays. I like to see the ball flight. I like to see. Uh, I'm such a visual person that seeing it in a launch monitor doesn't do anything for me. I almost get like a little skittish too while I'm in there. Like I can't swing authentically. But I think mm-hmm. it just hits so many golf balls outside where I'm just so I'm not used to it at all. You know, I mean, even when I'm in the garage with my net. I, I'm so feel based. Like I, I don't even look at the numbers. I just, I just know if I hit the center of the face and if I closed it or opened it, like I'll, I'll, I'll follow my finish and look at the club. And it'll tell me if I was open or closed. Yeah. Well, old school. <laughs> well, I mean, one of the, one of the perks, I have a GC quad for the winter yeah. that I'm, you know, that I get to bother borrow, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. so I can hit into my net so I can, I can get some, some data, you know, um, mm-hmm. which is good, but I can, I'm comfortable hitting irons into a net or into like, you know, on a screen, I'm completely fine. The second you put a wood in my hand, very uncomfortable. I just, I don't know what it is. I kind of think like, Oh, I'm going to sky this and it's going to hit the, you know, the machine up top, or it's going to go into the bay next, next door or something like that, where I'm just more comfortable on a range. So I'm not going to like, and the funny thing was, is that they, they put me to the test. They're like, I think the rogues coming out of your bag this year. And I'm like, I will see this. I'll say this, I was hitting the triple diamond head and I had lost my swing by the end of the day and my misses with the diamond were exceptionally forgiving. Yeah. Exceptionally forgiving. And they were going high too. The paradigm triple diamond, I struggled to hit it as high as I hit my driver. I was hitting the eight degree diamond high. And that was with uh-huh. the Denali shaft in it too. I think I get my shaft in it with that half inch short, it's game over. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's the thing is that I, I, you know, I didn't bring my shaft because we're there to fit other people, but like yeah. you, right. I hit every club in that fitting bag and just because I need to know what it does and mm-hmm. what kind of a golfer it's for. So if I'm pulling out a hybrid, if I'm going with a super hybrid or if you might be a UW player, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a UW lover. Those I, clubs I had mine for a while and I was obsessed with it. It was the best fairway finder I've ever had in my entire life. It's, you know what? Like I hit that club. I know I'm going to hit a draw. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hit a nice little baby draw with it. And I could put it right where I want it. And I, and I just rely on it. So that club's not, not leaving my bag, but I know if they're a better player, I could pull out a UW. If not, we have to pull out, you know, a, a more forgiving hybrid or, or, you know, five wood, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, listen, we could sit here and talk about, about this um you know like the fitting aspect but one thing that i wanted to touch upon and kind of give the listeners is that why why do we start the the golf rehab and what is it what does it mean to us you know i know 
personally me, you know, uh, I, I've struggled for probably the last like 20 years with like severe anxiety. Uh, and, and it's, you, you know how it is. It's something that pops up out of the blue, you know, like where, like where it can be, it could be something that's as debilitating as you're, you know, you're calling an ambulance because you feel like you're dying to, to something that like, Hey, it's just a little bit of the jitters. I'm going to calm down. Um, and what I kind of felt like when, when I started playing golf again, you know, and especially during like the, the, you know, the, the middle of the pandemic, you're on this golf course for four hours in the middle of, you know, God's creation. And for those four hours, golf was my rehab, right? You know, the same thing is like, that's why like my name on like, you know, social media, the golf jitsu, right? My two passions in life are golf and jujitsu. And it doesn't matter which one I'm doing. I never feel more at peace, if that makes sense. No, 100%. You know what I mean? I mean, what does golf rehab do for you? So golf rehab for me is the same thing. I've struggled with, uh, heavily with uh, anxiety, and I've actually turned it into a superpower as of recently. Uh, or the last few years, just realizing, you know, I could look at this as something that just is debilitating, or it's like a superpower. Like, I'm hyper aware of everything all the time. I can't turn it off. Um, right. Good and a bad thing. And I've struggled with like manic depression, like incredible like depression as well. Um, but the thing about golf is, for a couple things with it is one, I remember when I was going to meet with a personal trainer, like you so said, you have anxiety. And I'm like, yeah. They're like, so how does that affect you in the golf course? I'm like, doesn't at all. It doesn't appear on the golf course at all. Like, there's something very tranquil about it. I think it's because you're focused on so many little things at one time that there's just no room for that anxiety to jump in. Because to me, right. anxiety, I, I like to draw it up to, it's like a jump scare that's just like lingering around every corner. You never knew, know when that clown's going to come out and just horrify you and just like you're just paralyzed. Um, mm. And that, and I've realized as I gotten back into it all, because I walked away for, from it for a couple of years, just family, kids, and all that other stuff, was that, um, you know, it's so parallel with life. You know what I mean? They always say, you know, if you want to see the type of person that or see the type of individual a human being is, go play around a golf with them. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, the more I play golf and the better at golf I get and the more I learn about it, I learn more about myself as well, because you're really playing against yourself out there. You're playing the course, you're playing yourself. What's going on up here is your worst enemy in a golf course. This is harder than any golf course you'll ever play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the more fluid i get on the golf course i have found that my life becomes more fluid as well and then when i don't go and play golf for a while like when it's winter and it's cold and it's miserable here i feel the anxiety i get a little antsy and i feel like i don't know what i'm doing with myself i feel ugh, like dirty i gotta get i gotta get you into jujitsu brother because that's where I, I have so much on my plate right now and i'm tired <laughs> yes you do so first, first of all, what do you think I do? I mean, I, I'm in a very similar climate to you where it's like, you know, we get those hundred degree days, 95, it's beautiful. You're playing it during the summer and the spring. And then, you know, winter could be either, you know, we've, we've been lucky in the last couple of years where we had very mild winters. Like I think the coldest we played last year was like 45 and we played every week. We've already had days in the negatives here. We didn't get down there. We we were in the teens. We had um, negative eight degree days. 
Well, you're in the Midwest. I'm on the Jersey Shore, you know. So, but still, I can't. I'm not going out in 15 degree weather and playing golf. No, I so, no, but but so what I do is during the winter time, I focus on you know obviously I've got all these gadgets like the Golf Forever program, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, the One Club Trainer, uh, the Pro Sender. Um, mm. You know, that's that thing because I'm a flipper. Um, and I've got these gadgets that I'll go sit out and swing outside, like where, you know, I've posted videos where like I could hit the one club trainer with the pro sender in my house and I'm six, three. So I could swing that full tilt, you know, in my living room. And, it's, and the only person I, I might hit is my dog. Cause she just doesn't pay attention. <laughs> um, you know, I'll keep my swing and my body loose, but then during the winter time, like I'm focusing on like, Hey, I want to get out and train three days a week because the same thing that golf does for me, like where, Hey, you're, you're in the, you're on, you're playing this beautiful course. You're with your buddies, you're with whoever, right. Some good company. And you're just kind of living in the moment, taking it swing by swing. You know, you hit a bad shot. The second that club goes back in your bag, you forgot about that shot. Now it's the next shot. Mm -hmm. And you're just kind of just everything slow motion, right? Same thing that jujitsu does for me on that side. So it's like, it, it's like my, I have my golf rehab, which I'm missing terribly right now. You know, even though I just played half of a round of golf this past weekend, which, which uh, I was down in San Antonio and I had the opportunity to play uh, TPC San Antonio, the Oaks course. So that's where they held the, the Valero open. Mm -hmm. um, so I was so stoked. I mean, you know, I, I, I fly in on Friday. I go and talk to the pro shop. They've got room, uh, you know, for the outing because it was a, it was a work-based thing. They have room in the outing because a lot of people were, had to cancel because we had a snow, we had a snowstorm move through the Northeast on Friday. Right. So excited that I got uh, that I'm playing. Right. So I get up nice and early. I do my stretches. I go down to the pro shop. I'm like, Hey, can we go on the range? You're like, yeah, go ahead. Go, go to our, so I'm like an hour early. I'm thinking I'm like, I haven't swung a club since Christmas. Right. Um, we get to the range. It's 35 degrees in San Antonio, Texas, with a headwind coming at you, making it feel like it's like probably 15 degrees. Yeah. I didn't have any of my winter golf stuff on, you know, so I didn't have like my under, like uh, I yeah. wear a company called Zero Fit, which is this like Japanese manufacturer where, you know, they're basically like long johns. Mm -hmm. And no lie, man, when I'm out there, when I go, I can go in 35 degree weather here and I've got those on golf pants. Maybe like I, I'll typically put like a golf shirt on, like, you know, like a hoodie or something. And then I'll put like a jacket over by the third hole. I'm taking that top jacket off. That's how warm you are in this thing. I need to check that so out. So I'm there. I had to buy an extra hoodie from, I, I had to buy a Nike hoodie from uh, the pro shop, right? Cause I needed a sixth layer. <laughs> I bought winter gloves. So football, foot joy, winter gloves. And thank God I had a, a, a beanie in my bag. Cause I just keep one in there just in case mm -hmm. we got out there. Body wasn't working. I think that by the third hole, the sun came out. So it felt like it was like 50 degrees and the wind died down after the, the fourth hole or fifth hole sun went away. Wind kicked up by the time we got to the 10th, I looked to my playing partner and I, Oh no, we were on this, the eighth. I'm like, how you doing? He's like, I'm, I'm all right. And he's sitting there shivering. Right. <laughs> and these aren't guys that like, you know, they live in Florida. These are guys that are from Jersey, from I, you know, Iowa and stuff like these are guys that are used to cold winters. And I go, how you feeling? He's like, I, I, I'm okay. 
I was like, all right, good. Okay, do you want to keep going? He's like, yeah. So we get to the 10th hole. I, I smash the drive right down left side center. I, I pick up uh, pick up my eight iron, you know, for, for my approach shot, right? Because I'm, you know, you're playing 35 degree weather. I'm clubbing up, right? Oh, yeah. Um, at least a club, at least one club. Yeah. And I, I hit it fat. Like I'm talking four inches behind the ball. And did you ever, you know, in those commercials in the, in the, the cartoons where the, where they're playing golf and you hit something metal and it just reverberates through your whole oh, body. Yeah. So that's what it did. Yeah. The whole thing played on a cold day. <laughs> it, it, it hit the ground and the, the reverberation went through my hands, my arms, my shoulders, my chest, my hips everything i i go to the back to the cart and i shanked the crap out of the ball too so it's not like i hit a good shot where i was on the green on putting i shanked it right ozzle rocket it right into the woods so i go to i go to the guy i was playing with i'm like hey i'm calling it after i was like i'll do one more hole and then i'm calling it and i was like i can't believe i'm doing this and and he's like oh thank god and i'm like (laughs) I asked you two holes ago if you wanted to call it. I was ready to go. This is not fun. You know what I mean? It's, it's he didn't not want to be fun. that guy is what it was. He didn't want to be that guy, yeah. but he knew that, like, I'm the psychopath that I'm like, oh, this is this is a, you know, this is a um, a bucket list course for me. You know, right. like, he didn't want to ruin it for me. Where I, where, listen, if I wanted to keep playing, I would have kept playing. I didn't, I didn't need him out there. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but it's a bucket list course, and I walked off after 10. And the, the thing that sucked is that there was the weather, it rained every other day. So, like, I even went to down to the pro shops. I made friends with, like, the head pro. And I'm like, hey, I don't mind if I have to pay again. I just want to play the back nine. I already played the front nine. I just want to play the back nine. Would you be cool with that? And they were like, yeah, we can we can work something out. Just let you go off a 10 and just finish. Because, you know, those marquee holes are 16, 17, and 18. Yeah. That's what I wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. And um, there was one day that that there was an opportunity and we finished up early with work. And it was like I had like four hours until we had like customer dinners. So I'm like, I can play nine holes in four hours. I'll finish in like an hour and a half if I'm by myself, you know. And as I'm I'm putting my bag on my shoulder, it's like the, the, the weather went up to about 45, 50 degrees. The second I opened that door, torrential downpours for the rest of the afternoon. And I was just like, I'm done. I'm done. It wasn't meant to be. <laughs> no, it wasn't meant to be. I wasn't going to fight it. And then here's a good segue because it was about the time that I think you were flying down to the PGA show and, and you know, you're posting all your stuff and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm in San Antonio. I can't even play like a, a I can't even finish out a bucket list course and you're going to the PGA show, man. How was it? Oh, it was amazing. So this was my second time going, um, it is controlled chaos at its best. <laughs> like, there's so much going on. There's music bumping everywhere. Um, they have food trucks. They have beer tents. Um, so the first day was the demo day. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone was there except for TaylorMade and, well, PXG, but they're, I don't pay attention to them. Why wasn't TaylorMade there? I, they haven't been there for years. I couldn't tell. Oh, really? I just okay. don't think they want to spend the money for it. They probably just don't think it's worth it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. But um, this I went the opposite way this way. So this year I went uh, right last time. I went backwards this time. Mm-hmm. First people that I went up to was Mizuno. And the first club that I pulled out of a bag was a freaking blade. I was like, well, this will be great. <laughs> you know, this, this will be wonderful. So I'm hitting the blade. Then I go to their driving iron because I love that fly high. It is just, ah, I love their driving iron. But then I got to the new Mizuno driver, the new STG head. Mm-hmm. 
it felt phenomenal. When yeah. I say phenomenal, I mean it was probably the most surprising slash impressive driver I hit. It has that like traditional like deep face feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, small profile head, pretty looking head too. And it, I was hitting bombs with this thing. I couldn't yeah. believe it. I couldn't. I was beyond words with it. So that's one of my sleeper pick drivers of the year. Like usually, I try to talk people out of Mizuno drivers. It's gonna be hard to this year. And then yeah. um, I hit the dark speed after watching Kyle Berkshire hit one four hundred twenty one yards into a left to right headwind. That wow. was stupid. And I was like front row. They were making fun of me because I'm tiny. I'm only five foot six since we're talking about how tall you are. Um, I had to creep in through all these people and I sat on the ground. So I'm probably like me, I don't know, like maybe 12, 15 feet away from Kyle talking about him, the, dr- the driver and all this other stuff. The most impressive thing other than obviously just how talented he was is the way he picked it off this tee every single time. Yeah. Every time he's picking that ball off of the tee so clean with such a fast club head speed it was wild it was unreal mm-hmm. it was automatic and just seeing it the sound it makes watching the ball flight and the ball speed it was something i mean i saw him last year but this is just a whole other beast and he also helped design the driver this year too which was pretty rad so uh um, oh, cool he got to talk about that a little bit as well um I, of course i had to hit the ricky Fowler prototype irons like so you see them you have to hit them because they're like sure. the tiniest thing ever i've always hit them incredibly well is the type of thing Which he never like, uses, though. He did for a little bit, and then he went to the dad clubs. <laughs> yeah, like he... <laughs> yeah. Even, I remember well, they, showed, they showed a video of Rory looking at the irons. He's like, absolutely not. <laughs> Rory was like, I can't. No. <laughs> well, the, you know what? Like, when I first started playing golf, right, I had... when I The clubs that I had left over that I didn't lose in Hurricane Sandy, mm-hmm. I had a Wilson Fat Shaft. That's what oh. I first... That was, like, my first like driver that i really like but this is this is like 2001 you know what i mean um but the first real driver that i went and bought was the the cobra f9 yeah and in my humble personal opinion it was a phenomenal that's one of the greatest drivers ever made yep it was fantastic i I don't dispute that is one of the best that's up there with like so that was a classic driver um there was another one Callaway had one that was phenomenal. The Epic? Epic Epics. It was before that. I think it was the VFT. There was one driver they had that was just, oh, that was years ago. But that's just one of those classic drivers. It's kind of like the V-Steel Fairway Wood by TaylorMade. Like that was well, just, I still have one of those. They're freaking amazing. But that's the, that's the thing. I, that's what I think. I think that's my connection with, with the Rogue. Is mm-hmm. that this, the Rogue is the first driver that I'm hitting better then I hit the the Cobra F9. And with the Cobra F9, I was averaging. And I mean, listen, I was hitting, you know, Mo Norman, fully extended Bryson. Yeah, which my buddies used to make fun of me about all the time. But like... He's a phenomenal ball striker. There's nothing to make fun of there. He's, he, he was a savant. I know, but I have some videos that if you go back in my Instagram, you'll see those videos of me like fully extended. Yeah. Um, but I was driving the ball... 275 280 and that was with the f9 mm-hmm. and the rogue gives me the same feel the same sound because i am i like a driver to sound a certain way and like right, i've always right. liked ping drivers but they sound too loud i yep. want them to sound dead and i've always been a big fan like like the sim 2 
in my opinion, is probably one of the nicest sounding drivers on the planet. See, I'm the total opposite. I can't stand tailor-made drivers up until the stealth for that reason. It felt like I was, it felt, it sounds like you're smacking someone in the face. Like it just, no, but, that, like, I don't, what, but I like that yeah. because it's, it's very similar to like a persimmons. Yeah. And I like that sound. I like well, that sound of a persimmon. Softer. Persimmons felt softer. I, listen, I never played a Sim 2. I just like when anytime yeah. I would play with somebody and they had a Sim 2, I just love the way they sounded because I also had before that a, a Ping G3. I think it was the G3. G30. 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 I had the G30 LS and I loved that driver. I really did. But it's no, the, the year before when they were blue, they were the black, the, the matte black and the blue. Yeah, that was the G30. Okay. That was G30. So that one. Yeah. But it sounded horrible. Yeah, but the results are like, you get used to it after you hit, you know, seven fairways in a row, though. <laughs> I, yeah, I never hit seven fairways in a row with it. So. Yes, I went from the Ping G30 LS to the Epic Flash, and I love the Epic Flash. That's one of my favorite drivers I've ever owned. Then I went to the Rogue, and I really str- – I didn't go to the next Epic line because I thought it sounded terrible. The Rogue, <laughs> I actually struggled with a little bit. Then I got in the Paradigm. The Paradigm felt very similar to the Flash to me, and I fell in love with it immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went from the 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 G three uh, the G thirty to the F nine, mm-hmm. and then I went to the the new Epic that they came out with in twenty twenty, the Epic Speed. Yeah, those are the ones so I didn't that like was, that much. I liked it when I when I got it because the speed they didn't have a triple diamond speed because it wasn't available to the mm-hmm. to the masses, oh. and then then they kind of released it to the Callaway guys where we could get one, but I was like, I already have the driver. I'm not going to go buy another driver. Yeah. Um. And then, then I got rid of the speed. Went with the rogue. And this is year two that that I'm playing. No, year three. I I yeah, year three because I didn't yeah. do the paradigm. I like the paradigm. Don't get me wrong. The paradigm's nice, but it's just like it didn't perform for me mm-hmm. as well as the rogue did. Yeah. So now I've got to test out the paradigm because I think they all have a bet because I'm I'm constantly telling people about a the shaft and and b. You know, like, in my opinion, I think in the last, I don't know, five, six years, that that Rogue Driver was the best that, that Callaway made. Mm-hmm. Um, but what else did you see out there, like, with like, the fitting day? What what else are the big sleepers that, that, that you saw? I mean, honestly, the dark speed, in, because Cobra, in my opinion, has never really stacked up against the other drivers. Nothing against mm-hmm. them personally. They just never got the same numbers as everyone else did for me. Um, I think the dark speed and the Mizuno are the biggest sleepers of the year. Dark speed is going to be popular. I mean, also it just has that black on black murdered out look, which just looks fantastic, but it feels good. And I never liked the feel of the older Cobra driver, especially when they had the CNC milled face. I just Mm -hmm. never liked it. Um, Aero's jet was a step in the right direction, but it just didn't, I don't want to say it felt cheap. It just didn't feel good to me. Um, but mm-hmm. the dark speed feels freaking phenomenal. It feels so good. It's so straight because I was hitting the I was in the eight degree low spinning head, and okay. I think I hit everything dead straight with it. I mean, even nice. my misses, I, I felt a, I can miss out on the toe. I get a little into out on it, and even with my mm-hmm. toe shots, it was a baby draw. It was freaking, oh nice, yeah. So those are the big two. Um, at the exhibition hall day which is, that is the most chaotic thing you'll ever see in your entire life. It's vendor after vendor after vendor. Um, the coolest thing I saw, and I'm plugging them here, is that Vippy tee. That thing yeah. was rad, dude. It's like this tee, I don't have it. I gave it to somebody else because they play simulator golf. I don't. It's an, a, this like mesh tee that goes like up and down. 
And um, it's on my Instagram page. If anybody wants to check it out, they're phenomenal. It's a Swedish company. Um, the nicest guys ever, by the way. I know their website's not in English. I'm going to hit them up and let them know that people are trying to buy it and they can't read their website. They kind of do a bad form. But um, that was probably the coolest thing that I saw. It was like this mesh tee that you can adjust. And it just, it's so like, you know what other tees you kind of hit and they just blah, 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 blah. This yeah. one just kind of bends for It's just fantastic. It is every simulator needs one of them, in my opinion. Um, I went ahead and met with Swannies while I was there. I went and talked to them and shook their hands and everything like that, which was super cool. Um, I met Annika outside of a bar. Um, she was sitting there by herself. I felt really, really bad for just walking up to her because I'm sure she wanted to be left alone. But this you person, met the queen. Yeah, but she was like, this person was like, should I ask her? I'm like, screw it. I'll go ask her. I just had an espresso martini. Let's go. And I just went up there, talked to her. She was super sweet. She remembered me from my Instagram posts on her page, which was super cool. Um, nice. Told me that my daughter's starting to get into golf. So we had a nice little conversation. Met the DOD king. Yes. Got him. Uh, we exchanged numbers and information. Um, he's well, for, the nicest. For, for anybody that doesn't know, DOD. Oh, he's driver the, off the deck. Yeah. He's right. So, very, so there's this. Not very confident. Delusionally confident is this thing, which I am all for. And a lot of people don't like how, I don't know, abrasive he seems to be. But I personally right. like it for a couple reasons. One, I like that golf has a little bit of bang on your chest. I think golf needs a little bit more of that. Right. And two, I would much rather be on the end of being the overly confident one than the person that it gets to. Being a competitive golfer, it is the best way to get in people's heads. Sure. Me, this kid walks up in the tee box, and I've seen him hit a golf ball before, and he just throws that ball on the tee, no, or throws that ball on the ground, no tee, and stripes a drive 290 down the middle. Damn. Everybody in that group is going to be rapping. Every single yeah. time. So um, he was, but he was like the nicest guy ever. Shook my hand, took a picture with me. He, he was just an unbelievably nice guy. Um, That's I, cool. I, I get to link up with him again in the future. Um, he was absolutely wonderful. Um, I met up with some other people there, like Jay Butler. Uh, they're an awesome brand. They um, they have nothing on their website over sixty five bucks. They're about making the nice. game as accessible as possible. He's been trolling Travis Matthew, which is hysterical to me. I don't know. Well, if what's he been doing? He went into Travis Matthew. With his apparel, he didn't mention that it was his apparel. Basically, uh -huh. going like, "Oh, do you have anything that's like this good of material, like this good?" They look like, "Oh, this is really nice. This is really nice." Uh, no, we don't have anything quite like this, but um, we have this and da 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 da. He said, "Well, how much is that shirt then?" For example, they're like, "Oh, uh, this shirt's ninety five dollars. How much did that one cost you?" And he's like, "It was like forty five bucks." Wow. Yeah, and he's been doing it like numerous times. He just did a docu series. He came like second place in this. Uh, entrepreneurial challenge he has some pro golfers on his staff he's about to blow up i'm just letting you know jay butler you need to you need to watch out for him by the way he's also just the nicest guy i walked I around with him. him yeah i walk i walked around with him for a good hour just talking to him and uh one of his pros as well and i watched one of his pros uh get up to like god the ball speed it was ridiculous i want to say it was like 190 something it was dumb. Wow. It was dumb. Yeah. He was, he's a stud. He's a, a first kid from Kenya to come to the States and win this tournament. Um, it's just awesome story. Uh, great guys. Um, but yeah, like I kind of just went around, met with brands. Oh, I saw, I went up, met up with, uh, perfect, perfect hands. Right. I met okay. up with them while I was there as well. They were super cool. Ben Kassman was there. Um, the long drive. Dude, guy. Do you, do you, could you believe that? Like, um, I've been looking for my perfect hands. I can't find it. Mine's my golf bag. I keep it in there. No, no, I, it's in my house. DOD was. It's in my house. I don't know where it is. DOD was there trying perfect hands. That's how I ran into him. 
I was saying that perfect hands, and he came up, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is odd." And then when he went to go do his thing, Ben went over there and uh, put a golf tee on the mat for him. <laughs> and the How do you feel, like, dude, dude? What's up? So when you're using the perfect hand, which which band do you use? Use the 10, 20, 30, or 40? I've been using the 20, but I need I got out of practice with it. I'm going to go back to the 10 and do it the right way until I get back up to uh-huh. 50 swings a day. Then I'm going to go back up to the 20. I got a little cocky and went to the 20 too early, and I shouldn't have. But I picked mm-hmm. up speed when I, had, when I was doing it. I was picking up a lot of speed, then I just stopped doing it. I, I went from that to short game practice, which, thank God, because when I golfed this week, my putter saved me every single time. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a good. It's a good time. It's a big party. There's a lot going on. A lot of happy hours. It's just it's it's hard to keep up with everything. Oh, I met up with Jake Hutt there too, the drive box guy. Okay. Yeah, he's super cool. Um, he actually had me in a video of the PGA show last year because he caught my hair on camera. So he's like, I had to leave you in there because of your hair. And then I walked up to him this year, he's like, Hey, you're the dude with the hair. I'm like, Hey, what's up? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have a name. Yeah, I'll take dude with the hair all day, man. Like, <laughs> I have a name. Right. I'm PJL, okay? <laughs> no, because I, I mean, I think obviously this year I couldn't go because I was on a, you know, I had a work trip. But I yeah. think, I think next year, you know, it's it's definitely a goal for me. I want I want to get down there. You got to go. You, you have to experience I, it at least once in your life. Yeah, after. yeah. And I think I think just for us, you know, in general, with launching the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, launching the podcast, uh, the brands that we're working with, you know, like, like Swannies, Swannies is, is a new brand that, that (laughs) PJ and I, PJR and I are, are, are working with. Um, uh, I, I'm, I was gonna, I was gonna surprise you with it, but I, I might as well tell you, I did get the, uh, black on black goat hoodie. Oh, you're the worst. They're sending me one. You're not, but I did get it. So on, on a few, I, I think, um. They said that the the package shipped. I think it, they shipped at the end of this this past week. So I'll probably be getting it sometime this week. So so from now on, you'll see this you'll one. see some Swannies. Um, you know, again, I work with um, I work with Caddy Daddy Golf, mm-hmm. which which in my humble opinion, uh, they make the the best gloves on the market. They yeah, also <laughs> they listen. You know. I understand everybody wants the leather. I can go through a leather glove in one round. Mm-hmm. Like I had a friend, I gave, I gave a friend of mine a, a glove two years ago, a year later, he still had it. And it was oh, wow. just starting to deteriorate. Like they're, they're, they're literally not, they're not gloves that you're, you're going to wear this glove. It doesn't get like, you know how like that, what crusty is it? The crusty, crusty and bunchy. It doesn't get like that at all. It's, it's got this kind of, synthetic plastic like the whole the whole hand is gripped and then you have you know synthetic leather on top so it stays nice and soft mm-hmm. um so I, I work with them i work with golf forever program uh golf forever program which which you know guys we're gonna have some some great guests planned um in the next coming episodes we we kind of have some things that we want to work through first before we start bringing on some 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 guests that we have up our sleeves um, you know, the one club trainer, the pro sender, um, Arcos golf. I work very closely with, I absolutely cool. cannot play golf without that darn thing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel naked without it. 
Um, who else? Callaway, obviously. I'm a, I'm a Stone I Cold Callaway guy. Gloves. I, I I love my Callaway tour gloves, but then again, I get them handed to me. So yeah, I, yeah. I, but I love I personally love them. I, I love how the minimalist look of the glove. I think that's why. Where it's just all white with the chevron. I'm I'm a very old school simple golfer i like my simple blades i don't like loud i like loud apparel but when it comes to my golf grips and everything i'm very let's make it as bare minimum as possible and let me do what i'm doing you know what i mean like, i want See, nothing the caddy daddy me. golf they're not they're not loud like you're thin like they're just like the the glove well, that i wear it's they're not at all well send me one i'll send you one okay okay i'll send you one. you can try it out okay and of course yeah, how could you forget squares? I mean, dude, I'm. Oh, by the way, here squares. <laughs> so I played 18 holes with them at home. I played 36 holes with them this week. One guy, they kind of looked at me like you're wearing squares. They're like, oh, they're just happy I'm wearing shoes because it's a barefoot golfer until I got these shoes. <laughs> I love these shoes. Yeah, every major manufacturer of shoes. I love them. I'm obsessed with them. Even my one buddy's like, dude, those are good looking shoes, and he didn't like squares. He's like. When they first came out, I'm like, yeah, they look really blocky when they first came out. I'll admit it, you know, mm -hmm. but their new shoes. Oh, my gosh. They, they look and feel amazing. At no point, you forget you're wearing shoes. And that's what well, we have Hobbit feet. So, like, I love them. <laughs> well, what they did with the bolds. So, one of, one of the issues that I had with the squares, like, from, say, two years ago, they were so rigid, you know, and, and Bob... Bob, who's the owner of Squares, um, is a good friend of mine. And, you know, he'll do his test where, you know, you take a golf shoe and he bends it. And if it could bend like this, it's not a good golf shoe. You're losing yeah. stability and this and that, which I agree with. Mm -hmm. Two years ago on the heels, they were so rigid that until I broke them in, which took three or four rounds, I had to oh, wear wow. Band-Aids on my Achilles heels because they would dig in and I'd be bleeding like, you know, halfway through the round. I've been there. <laughs> and I was just like, these are, these are kind of rigid. Then they send me the, the, um, the white and red bolds last year mm -hmm. from the first round. Yep. Never had a problem with them. I'm still gaming them now. Yep. I'm excited for, for, for the new 2024 series that's going to come out that we'll be getting. We're going to have Bob, you know, on the, on the podcast too. Bob's a good friend of mine. Um, we'll hear his story. He's got stories about, he used to work for Arnie. Oh so my god! Awesome. Yeah, he's he's got some he's got some great stories. I see Arnie, man, that that's my dude. I was an Arnie. Was, uh, agreed, agreed, agreed. Yeah, we've got we listen, guys. I know this is the first podcast. Uh, we kind of were all over the place, but I kind of wanted to give you guys like a sense of who we are and what we do. We're super passionate about golf. Um, super passionate about using golf for the right reasons and for mental health and for just getting away from life, right? Life is already tough enough. Golf is tough enough, right? So when you're out on the golf course, who cares what clubs you're wearing, you're, you're playing, who cares what shirt you're, or golf shoes you're playing, just go out and enjoy yourself. Right. And if you could look good doing it, great. You know, like I mean, that's why we, we I mean, partner with Swannies. I mean, if you wear, if you wear Swannies and get squares, golf shoes and play Callaway clubs, you're obviously going to make the experience better. Yes. Yes. Uh, and, and caddy daddy gloves and Arcos, you know, Arcos yeah. on there, you know, groove it brushes. I'm a little bit pissed off because I realized I, I lost my groove at mini. 
I can't oh, find that anywhere. Yeah, it still gives like an old school Callaway brush. I'm like I said, I'm so simple, man. I'm the simplest person. No, it it attaches <laughs> to your belt and it's right yeah. there. So it's like you know when you're wearing like you know your wedge, you just clean it off instead of having the like I've got the big one that you just spray and scrub the the club I mean, down. I'm a wet microfiber cloth and a and a towel uh, and and a old brush guy. Like I said, okay, I, so, no, I'm the gadget guy. Man. I like. I like my gadgets. You know what I mean? I, I mean? I'll take them. Like if you, if people send me stuff, I'm like, of course I'll use it. Like I got this birdie club thing. It's like this little binder. It's like this little, mm-hmm. like, it's like this big and it opens up and you can put your, like your glove, your portable charger. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, And all that. It is the, it's a nice, it's so hard to lose things because you take it. I take it off my bag and put it in the cart. And then at the end of the round, I pull it out, open it up and I throw everything that's in the cart back in it, zip it up, go. It is bulletproof dude it's fantastic and i lose things left mm-hmm. <laughs> as do i <laughs> so, you check i out. feel yeah. you there a promo code but, for you. yeah and and listen guys uh again follow us on our on our instagram so so the podcast instagram is at instagram slash golf rehab uh my instagram is instagram slash golf jitsu and PJR's is Instagram slash PJR Scratch Golf because he's a scratch player. I'm not. I I didn't. I think it would be golf jitsu. Mid handicap wouldn't wouldn't sound so good. It didn't flow. <laughs> it didn't flow. I mean, the goal this year. I mean, some of the goals. Before we let everybody go, though, uh, what what are your goals for for 2024 with golf? Uh, maintain a scratch handicap. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. And um, to win at least one amateur event. I'm playing 8 to 10 this year. So I'd like to win at least one small amateur series event. And I would like to place at least top five in one of the major events. Uh, the major events, the thing is I'm going against college kids and all these people that all they do is they don't have a wife and kids and jobs kind of thing. So mm-hmm. if I can compete with those guys this year, um, next year I'm going to take it to another level. And it show, it'll tell me that like I have the game to do it if I have the proper resources. So this year goes well, I'm going to start plugging for some endorsements and getting people to pay for me to play in some events kind of thing. <laughs> Why not? Why not? I think so. So my goal, my goal this year is I'd like to get down to single digits and I don't care if it's like a 9.5 or whatever, <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I'd be happy with just, just getting down to, to single digits because the amount of golf that I play, I should be there. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not like I, I I kind of fluctuate between like a ten and a fifteen, you know. And usually I'll tell people I'm a fifteen, and then they're like, "Dude, you're a ten. Stop." Yeah, it. I would you know, rather like, surprise them than disappoint them. That's why exactly. I'm like telling people I'm a scratch golfer. I'm like, I'm like a three to a five. No, I, I tell don't... people I suck. I suck. <laughs> I'm horrible. I am pathetic. So just you know, watch out. I'm probably going to be playing your ball most of the round. You watch know? your ankles. Yeah, watch out. Okay, I will throw my club at your throat. Um, and I think the other thing, the other thing I really want to do is that I've wanted to do a podcast for for a long time because you know, being in like the my you know my day job, all I do is listen to podcasts and everything from golf podcasts, uh, you know, any uh, uh, celebrity podcasts and everything in between. And you know, I've I've kind of picked out the ones that I like and like you know the 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 vibes that they give off. And, and one of the things that, that, and the reason why I kind of reached out to you is because I felt like you and I, even though we've never met in person, <laughs> we kind of vibe like that. And we have this, like the passion kind of matches each other. And that's why sure. 
I'd like to see this podcast. Like, listen, I'm not looking to quit my day job. You know what I mean? I'm not looking to do this, but, but if, if we could just do some really cool things because of the podcast or get to speak to some really cool people, oh, for um, sure. try out some really cool products, you know, be, be affiliated with, with some really great manufacturers. That's kind of my goal for 2024. Like where, like, I think a goal for, for me would be like when the 2025 PGA show comes around, the next time that we go, we're known. You know, we don't have to be good, good guy level known. I, right? I just want to be a good ambassador for the game. I want to know That's that I'm it. doing. I don't want to know that I'm doing something beneficial for the game of golf because the golf the golf has given me more than I could ever imagine. As right. far as mental health and everything goes, if I can give some of that back to other people and be a good ambassador for the game and help grow the game, even if it's in the smallest way, I'm absolutely in on. Yeah, and and if we can help, like the other thing is 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 give you guys an outlet, you know, and give you guys forty five minutes, an hour, you know, especially if you're struggling with anxiety or depression or anything like that, that that you'll be able to listen to us and kind of just let things go. You know what I mean? Get, we want to give you that same feel and that same vibe off the course when you're yep. listening to us. When you're in your car, you're going to work, you're stressed out Monday morning. Um, I, we have to figure out when these podcasts are going to go live. Um, I'm thinking either Sunday nights or Monday mornings is when we would probably want to post them. So at least you got it from like, you know, your morning drive. So as we get all that information, we'll definitely be throwing it out to you guys on that. So, but please go follow us golf rehab, G O L F R E H A B on Instagram. Uh, we just did a giveaway. We've, I've got more giveaways planned, but you know, we kind of want to, we want to get the momentum going and you know, we don't want to kind of give away all the good stuff too early. (laughs) Gotta keep you hanging on. Gotta keep you hanging. (laughs) But Hey, PJR. Thanks, man. I'm looking forward to to episode two, Mm -hmm. which will drop a week after this one. Um, thank you for listening. If you stuck around for the full hour, we appreciate you. And, and, and we hope you you follow, like, subscribe, comment. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what you want to hear. Give us ideas. And PJ, I'll throw it out to you. Oh, yeah. No, um, I love this. I love doing podcasts. Um, so, yeah, please like, subscribe, do all the fun stuff. Make sure you leave comments, What, like you said, what you like, what you don't like. Um, we have so much cool stuff coming. I'm geeked about it and I'm a golf nerd and it takes a lot for me to go, Oh, that's exciting anymore. Cause I've just met so many people and done so much kind of thing, but I am super geeked for like our guest list. There's just some people on there. I was like, Oh, this is going to be freaking awesome. Like I'm already mm-hmm. like spinning the wheels. Like, what am I going to ask? I'm like, how are you going to not look like a complete and total nerd? <laughs> like, current PGA players, former PGA players, current PGA caddies, former LPGA players, mm-hmm. um, some OEMs, some, some, some guys and gals that you'd be like, wow. The, the amount of insight that we're going to be bringing is going to be incredible. And I can't wait to hear it myself, honestly. Like, I'm going to be kind of a spectator on this podcast because I'll be absorbing all this information along with everyone else. <laughs> so you're putting it on me. Oh, absolutely. 100%. That's great. All right, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening. Um, thanks for watching. However, you're getting this podcast and appreciate you all. Deuces. <laughs> Go. We have. Go. Go.